Hey ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Mel Herbert here, Elon Daly, part of the Talking Tesla Network of Shows. It's Thursday the 24th, it's 2019, and that's right, that's right ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, yesterday we did the earnings call for Tesla, and so we're going to go over this fairly quickly today, because we've got a big show, a large show, a grand show coming up with the boys on Sunday. I think it's actually time for a patron show, so if you're not a patron, you better become one because we're going to dive deep into these details. But first of all, and most importantly, Tesla announced a surprise profit. The market has had expected a loss of about 20 cents and they made over a buck per share. And so that's good because they needed to make some dollars, let me tell you very much. The revenue was about where the street thought, about $6.33 billion. And so all that's not that interesting to me. I do like it when they make money. So let's talk about the other stuff. First of all, Model Y. So we've had some stories here that maybe Model Y production could begin as early as the first quarter. Elon was sort of suggesting that they could be at fairly reasonable volume production by the summer. Um, they don't want to overstate that. So they're saying sort of uh, Model Y summer production, but it sounded like they could actually have already been up and running a little bit before then. And we certainly have seen lots of Model Ys out there in the wilderness, as it were. So that's big, that's huge, and that's large. I want to call out one piece of BS, though. Because one of the analysts asked, well, do you worry that Model Y is going to reduce the number of sales of Model 3? Is it going to gut that a little bit? And they're like, no, no, that's not going to happen. When we came out with Model X, Model S sales actually went up. And I've got to call what I think is a bit of BS on that. I just do not see how when you come out with Model Y that it doesn't significantly affect Model 3. These two cars are very similar, but in so many ways, the Model Y is better. It's the hatchback, it sits up higher, it's the form factor, that sort of CRV, SUV kind of thing that Americans prefer substantially more than a sedan. Now, maybe, you know, the Model 3 is cheaper and it get all, it'll get a little bit more range. And so maybe it won't be as big as a deal as I think. Maybe I'm over-personalizing this, but I think the Model Y is a significantly more attractive car than the Model 3. And as much as I love the Model 3, that just that hatchback alone is what everybody wants. If they could have a hatchback versus a normal trunk, people want a hatchback. So we'll see, but I'm going to call a little bit of BS on that. I think it is going to affect it, but I don't think it matters. I don't think it matters if people don't get a Model 3 and get a Model Y. As long as you can make lots of Model Ys, it's actually better for Tesla to sell 2 million Model Ys than 1 million Model 3s and 1 million Model Ys because the margins are almost certainly going to be better. So I'm going to call BS, but I don't think it matters. Gigafactory 3 production began or is, uh, seems to be beginning in China right now, just sort of slowly beginning, and they noted that. And they believe that the margins on those cars are going to be about the same as the U.S. We thought, because expenses look like they're going to be a lot less, that the margins would be a lot higher, but because it's a new production facility and they've got to work things out initially, at least they're saying the margins should be about the same as here in the U.S., but it'll allow them to do up to 3,000 more per week, oopsie, when they get into full production. So we'll see. Then they talked a little bit about full self-driving. And again, one of the analysts asked, what do you mean when you say feature complete by the end of the year and full self-driving by the end of next year? Can you actually explain that? So he did for the first time, or at least for the first time that I remember, he said full self-driving feature complete means by the end of the year, you'll basically be able to drive from your door, through the streets, onto the freeway, off the freeway, to your work, but you'll have to watch what the car's doing, kind of like you do with autopilot right now. By the end of next year, it's Tesla complete, and that is that they're happy that it can do the whole thing while you smoke cigarettes and drink Mai Tais and not be involved with a car at all. 
But full self-driving, according to the regulators, would be some time after that. So very aggressive timeline. I still don't see it. We'll see. And he said that full self-driving, feature complete by the end of the year, some people will have it by the end of this year. So this is not going to be something that we're all going to see. There's going to be a few alpha and a few beta testers that might get that to try out. But the rest of us are not going to get it by the end of the year. It'll be sometime next year. So again, a little bit behind when it comes to these full self-driving things. The big growth in Tesla was Tesla Energy a 48% increase in solar installations. They say that now they've got basically three packages for residential and a couple of packages for commercial, that this has smoothed things out. They are now basically able to go with one stop one day, go there and put all your solar up there. But the big thing that they've hacked is smoothing out the approval process. They're working with 350 different cities and counties, and they're basically giving them a templated way of getting a paperwork through. This is huge. This is big. This is large. This is where so many of the delays occur is because of trying to deal with, you know, each installation has to have a very specific sort of um, set of instructions that's given to the utilities and all this crap. So I don't exactly know what they mean, but it seems like they've smoothed that out enormously. We're going to have to hear more about how they did that. That actually could be a big deal because there's huge, enormous delays from when you order your solar to when you get the permitting to when they put it on to when they switch it on. So if they've somehow hacked that, that is enormous, big and large. Now, storage is huge. They've shown a huge amount of growth in this era. They said they were constrained because they used all of the batteries to get Model 3 up, but now they're able to do more and more. And here in California, they're going to sell about 1.6 trillion trillion of these batteries because uh, PG&E and others have said that they're going to be switching off the power uh, on an ongoing basis when the winds pick up here in California to stop fires for at least the next 10 years. So that means that they are going to sell so much storage here in California. I can tell you already, friends, colleagues for their businesses, for their houses are already saying, okay, now tell me about these batteries because if this is an ongoing thing, I need some backup. So that is going to be a huge part of their business going forward. And he said they want to be an international sort of creator of distributed energy. They'll sell you the solar, they'll sell you the battery. When the lights go out, your lights won't go out. They improved their cash in the bank substantially, so that's good because they've got a lot of debts that are still outstanding, substantial debts. SNX sales are down a lot Q3 this year compared to Q3 last year. And this is part of that BS thing. Why are they down so much? Well, a big part of why they're down is because you've got Model 3 and it's a great car. And don't tell me, Tesla, don't tell me that that hasn't cannibalized S and X sales. Of course it has. To say otherwise, I think, is horse hucky poo poo. And then what else to tell you? They didn't really do any significant supercharger update. They just sort of said that the standard range and standard range plus Model 3s are going to be able to charge a little faster. There was a significant growth in superchargers over last year, but it was only about like 22% here in the US. But there has been a you know significant number more cars. So the supercharger issue is still a problem. It's a big problem in my mind, as it were. So ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I think that's enough for today. We'll do a little bit more on this tomorrow. We'll dig into it a bit more. And then there'll be a big show, a large show, a grand show, and an enormous show, a patron show with the boys which I think we're going to record on Saturday and Sunday. My name's Mel Hooper. The show is Elon Daly, part of the Talking Tesla Network. I think you can go to bed tonight feeling pretty good about Tesla's at least uh, short-term health. This is a really good quarter. They made a lot of cash. They expect to continue to make cash going forward, but they did acknowledge this time every now and then there's going to be some quarters where that doesn't happen, where they do investments, where you know there's seasonal slowdowns and that kind of thing. But things are looking good 
and the stock price just popped about 20%. It's interesting because one of their big investors just yesterday sold $40 million worth of stock. And right now, the person that did that is getting a significant slap upside the head because they just lost $8 million in one day. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's Pikachu, like a Pikachu. Tomorrow, Herbert out.